It's 930 in 716. If we don't get what we want one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay. So it takes off the table the threat of blaming him, and now uh, they have to start getting down to brass tacks. We need to have a, an effective approach on the southern border to prevent terrorists from entering the country, criminals, illegal drugs, uh, and illegal immigrants. Nancy, we need border security. It's very simple. Of course we, do. we need border security. There you go. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. The clash between President Donald Trump and House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi dominated an on-camera meeting at the Oval Office that was supposed to help find a way to avoid a government shutdown over Trump's border wall demands. Instead of coming together, Trump and Pelosi lectured one another and traded insults while Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer joined in the fun. Pelosi later telling lawmakers privately that Trump's border wall was a, quote, manhood thing for him. Ouch. So we have some analysis of what happened inside the Oval Office Tuesday and what it means. But you really can't get to that or understand it unless you invest some time, at least, in hearing how it all played out. The entire session went about 17 minutes. Here is just under seven minutes. So get your popcorn, relax, and enjoy. And we'll be back right after this. The fact is, you do not have the votes in the House. Nancy, I do. And we need border security. Nancy, Nancy, we need border security. It's very simple. We need border security. People are pouring into our country, including terrorists. We have terrorists. We caught 10 terrorists over the last very short period of time. 10. These are very serious people. Our border agents, all of our law enforcement has been incredible what they've done. But we caught 10 terrorists. These are people that were looking to do harm. We need the wall. We need, more important than anything, we need border security, of which the wall is just a piece. But it's important. Chuck, did you want to say something? Yeah, here's what I want to say. We have a lot of disagreements here. The Washington Post today gave you a whole lot of Pinocchios because they say you constantly misstate how much the wall is built, how much of the wall is built, and how much is there. But that's not the point here. We have a disagreement about the wall, Washington whether Post. it's effective or not. Not on border security, but on the wall. We do not want to shut down the government. You have called 20 times to shut down the government. You say, I want to shut down the government. We don't. We want to come to an agreement. If we can't come to an agreement, we have solutions that will pass the House and Senate right now and will not shut down the government. And that's what we're urging you to do. Not threaten to shut down the government because you, 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 you can't get your way. Yeah, let me say something, Mr. President. You just say, my way or we'll shut down the government. We have a proposal that Democrats and Republicans will support to do a CR that will not shut down the government. We urge you to take it. And if it's not good border security, I it won't take it. It is very good border security. And if it's security. not good border security, I won't take it. It's what the Because border when you look at these numbers of the effectiveness of our border security, and when you look at the job that we're doing you with our military... You just said it is effective. Can I, be, can I tell you something? Yeah, you just said Without it's effective. Without a wall, these are only areas where you have the walls. We want to do Where this. you have walls, Chuck, it's effective. We, where you don't have walls, it is not effective. Yeah. Let's call a halt to this. We've come in here as the first branch of government, the Article One, the legislative branch. We're coming in in good faith to negotiate with you about how we can keep the government open. The, the, the we're going to keep it open American if we have border security. American if we don't have border security, I'm Chuck, we're not going to keep it open. Let me. We are not going to have border security. And it's the same border. You're bragging about what has been done. 
By us. We want to do the same thing we did last year, this year. That's our proposal. If it's good then, it's good now, and it won't shut down the government. Chuck, we can build a but much bigger let's, section let's with debate, more money. Let's debate in okay. private. Okay. okay? Yeah. Let's debate in private. Okay. Devoid, frankly, of fact, and we we can. We need border that. security. I think we all agree that we need border security. Yes, we right? do. Good, we do. See, we get along. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. You say border security and the wall. Can you have border security without the wall? There's you a need, commonality on border the security. Wall. The wall is a part Are of border security. Are you what it means to have border security? Yeah. Yes. We need Mr. border President. security. The yes. wall is a part of border security. You can't have very good border security without the wall. That's no. Just that is a political promise. Border security is a way to effectively honor our responsibility. And the experts say you can do border security without a wall, which is wasteful and doesn't solve the problem. It, it totally solves but the I problem, and it's very important. This is spiral downward. When we came at a place to say, how do we meet the needs of American people who have needs? The, the economy has, it's, uh, people are losing their jobs, the market's in a mood. Our members are already well, left. We have the office. lowest unemployment that we've had in 50 years. Okay. 60 people of, of the Republican Party have lost, it, are losing their offices now because of the transition. Their people are not. The morale and we've gained is in not. The Senate. Nancy, the we've gained in the Senate. Not. Excuse me. Did we win the Senate? We won the Senate. When the president brags that he won North Dakota and Indiana, he's in real trouble. When I, I did. Let me say this. We did win North this. Dakota. This is and the Indiana. most unfortunate thing. We came in here in good faith. Uh, and, and, and we are entering into a, a, this kind of a, a discussion in the public view. But it's not bad, let, Nancy. Let us, no, uh, no, it's but called it, transparency. I, I, I know. It's not transparency when we're not stipulating to a set of facts and when we want to have a debate with you about saying we confront some of those facts without saying to the public. You know what? We need border security. That's what we're true. going to be talking about, border security. If we don't have border security, we'll shut down the government. This country needs border security. The wall is a part of border security. Let's have a talk. We're going to get the wall built, and we've done a lot of wall already. How big a part of border security is the wall? Is that it's the a big central? section. It's a big part of it. Is it everything that you need? It's a big part of it. We need to have effective border security. We need a wall in certain parts. No, not in all parts, but in certain parts of a 2,000-mile border, we need a wall. How much money, Mr. President? Uh, we are doing it much under budget. We're actually way under budget on the areas that we've renovated and areas that we've built. Uh, I would say if we got if we got five billion dollars, we could do a tremendous chunk of wall. Is that, is that mandatory? Less, though, and are your guests well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Look, we have to have the wall. This isn't a question. This is a national emergency. Drugs are pouring into our country. People with tremendous medical difficulty and medical problems are pouring in, and in many, in many cases, it's contagious. They're pouring into our country. We have to have border security. We have to have a wall as part of border security. And I don't think we really disagree so much. I also know that, you know, Nancy's in a situation where it's not easy for her to talk right now. And I understand that. And I fully understand that. We're going to have a good discussion, and we're going to see what happens. But we have to have border security. The one thing I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute. And you want to shut it down. You keep talking about it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened it up very quickly. 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 times you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have said You want to know something? You've said it. Okay, you want to put that on my You said it. I'll take it. Okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, 
I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair and we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell disagree. you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border but we security. But you shouldn't okay. shut it down. You Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. The presidents and leaders of the House and the Senate from the opposite parties have always grinned and, and blinked and waited for the doors to shut to go ahead and start cutting deals and start negotiating. And... Uh, showing their true colors and, and what their true priorities are. WBEN contributor and former Trump advisor Michael Caputo weighing in on the Oval Office overture. I think the president's quite, quite sick of that. He's tired of uh, uh, getting somebody to the table and then realizing when they get there that they have no interest in the deal at all. And that's what the president was doing yesterday, basically letting Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer know that this, you know, a smile for the cameras and then lie behind closed doors is not going to happen anymore. Well, Michael, who's in a stronger position now after that meeting? Well, remember, Chuck Schumer is still in the, in the minority in the Senate, and the president controls the Senate now and into the future with a, with a larger majority. Um, and the House will be controlled by, uh, by the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi, but every single Democrat who was elected uh, who who unseated a Republican is in a bit of a, a bind because they were the, the most of those uh, victories were very close calls. So when uh, you know the president says that I will take the mantle of shutting down the government, it takes off the table completely the threat of blaming him uh, for the for the shutdown. Donald Trump has never been afraid of taking blame. Uh, for things as president or even as as a developer, as a businessman. If you read Art of the Deal, you understand that accepting blame is part of a, a victorious negotiating strategy to begin with. So it takes off the table the threat of blaming him, and now uh, they have to start getting down to brass tacks. Yeah, you know, uh, hearing him say that, it was maybe a little jarring at first, hearing the president say, I will accept, uh, you know, the blame. Sure, tack it on me if there is a government shutdown. But then uh, looking at the aftermath, I think most people who support the president uh, really don't care either way if there is a government shutdown. Well, I think it also shows that there's, you know, there's this negotiating game in the White House is a totally new game. You know, most presidents would run away from blame of any kind. Most politicians run away from blame of any kind. And I, you know, I know the president well enough to know that the, the way he communicated, that, okay, listen, I'll go ahead and accept the mantle of blame. He planned to do that when he sat down there. I, I, I couldn't help but look at uh, Mike Pence, who's a traditional politician who would much rather make nice in front of the cameras. He looked a little bit uncomfortable there, didn't he? A little bit. Right. Well, what was his role there yesterday? Um. Uh, clearly, when the door was closed, uh, his role was to participate in the conversation and in the negotiation. I'm quite certain he spoke up quite a bit. But in front of the cameras, and, and you'll find in, in any time any president and vice president have sat down for the cameras with the leaders of the opposite party, uh, the, the vice president is, is silent. That's because the president is the spokesman for the White House and the party, and the vice president is there, is there to negotiate behind closed doors.
You know, you uh, were talking a little bit about the, the traditional way of doing things that traditionally everyone does make nice in front of the cameras. Do you think uh, maybe this whole meeting and the cameras were called in uh, f- just for the fact that the president says enough of that? Why pretend anymore in front of the cameras, especially going into next year where the House is going to be flipped and it is going to be contentious? There's no question that the president, the president even said it uh, for the cameras. What's wrong with transparency, Nancy? And this is, if if you think what went on before the cameras was difficult, can you imagine what went on behind closed doors? And what will go on behind closed doors for the next two years? The president understands he was sitting next to the leaders of the Senate and the House, the Democratic leaders of the Senate and the House. The leader of the House of Representatives is going to probably throw 20-plus investigations at him, his family, his friends, his White House. And there is, you know, there is no playing nice anymore. And I think we understood yesterday when we sat transfixed and watched 16 minutes of this uh, that there's no playing nice in 2019. The debate we all witnessed yesterday in the Oval Office, while it may have been entertaining political theater, really didn't advance the cause uh, on securing our border. More insight now as the smoke is cleared. Former Undersecretary of Homeland Security John Cohen weighing in on the importance and meaning of it all with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski on WBEN. One, um, pretty much everyone in this country agrees that we need to have a, an effective approach on the southern border to prevent terrorists from entering the country, criminals, illegal drugs, uh, and illegal immigrants. The, the problem is that building a wall uh, across the southern border uh, really would have only a marginal impact on protecting this country from those threats. Uh, and the other problem is that the amount of money needed to build that wall, billions of dollars, are funds that aren't going to be available to provide drug treatment, addicted to opioids, uh, not, funds, not, uh, funds that wouldn't be available to deal with mass shootings, with protecting our aviation system, and other high-priority national and homeland security threats facing the country. So. It would only be marginally effective, uh, and the investment necessary would distract from other vital law enforcement and homeland security priorities. What would be the alternative, then, and how much could that cost? Well, one only has to listen to the testimony yesterday of the head of Customs and Border Protection, Kevin McElhaney, who said securing the border means using a combination of fencing and barriers in some spots, increased personnel in other spots, um, and um, technologies such as drones and other surveillance technologies uh, in other areas. Uh, but the, if you really want to curb illegal immigration, uh, you want to make investments in the countries where the majority of these people are fleeing from. People try to sneak into this country because they have no economic opportunities in their home country, or they live in countries that are unsafe. Uh, so Republicans and Democrats in past administrations have all understood that Yes, you have to invest uh, in your law enforcement and security capabilities at the southern border, but you also have to make some marginal investments or modest investments in these countries in Central and South America, because if you can increase the economic opportunities there, people are going to be less likely to leave to come to the United States. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.